0: keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply see ebaymotors.com you can't handle the truth this is the rich eisen show somebody felt compelled to hire a lawyer live from the rich eisen show studio in los angeles
1: come up with this independent study language Inserted into a contract that Kyler Murray signed.
0: The Rich Eisen Show. Who
1: ordered the independent study code
0: red? Earlier on the show ESPN NFL insider Field Yates. Former NFL executive Joe Banner. Still to come. Creator and host of Somebody Feed Phil, Phil Rosenthal. And now. It's Rich Eisen. Hour
1: number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air right here on NBC Sports on Peacock and NBC Sports Audio Sirius XM Channel 85. This terrestrial radio network of, uh, of friends and families and affiliates from coast to coast. The Odyssey app. We are thrilled always to be joined by our podcast listeners. And if you miss anything, YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. For all of that good stuff. Chris Brockman, we had a a news update prepared right now, but uh, it's being preempted. And preempted by a Kyler Murray press conference that, uh, based on all accounts on the old uh, Twitter machine, was impromptu. Mm -hmm. He's had enough of people talking about the independent study clause in his contract. Once again, Kyler Murray getting what I thought um was something he deserved, being generationally enriched after just three years in the NFL, which has been something reserved for a select few. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, most recently, right? And it's dicey, because if I'm not mistaken, Goff and Wentz got new contracts real early too, and we all know they wound up getting traded. But it helps the... um Team to get in early too, because right now uh, Josh Allen at forty-five million a year, as Joe Banner, our second hour guest, pointed out, is kind of an annually uh, paid basis bargain right now. And so, um, get in while the getting's good. And Kyler Murray got in while while he could after just three years, and he still hasn't won a playoff game yet. But we saw the terms of the contract. Uh, on an annual basis he's second best paid and joe banner said uh, of his money from uh, the first three years of his new years on new money on the contract it's a terrific deal and again he is incredibly talented and as i said it was his turn to get paid and if you think that he's not worth it too bad that's the way it works in the nfl and now the pressure will be on him. And that's the way it was until we learned about an independent study clause in his contract that I've never heard of on any contract for any athlete, let alone one that you're paying $160 million guaranteed to, right? Or, my gosh, where it basically said he's got to four hours of every week that they play a game, you know, get on a team issued tablet with no other second screens can't play video games or watch tv shows i mean it's literally expressly put into a contract in black and white that you must prove that you are studying outside of the building on the game, team approved tablet with no second screens and stuff that i tell my children like hey you're on your ipad you can't watch tv in the ipad at the same time get off of one of them choose one you know and if you don't do your homework you don't get your allowance Or dessert. In his case, dessert is a guaranteed contract, (laughs) right? And so I said, you know, it's time to grow up is the phrase that I used for Kyler Murray, because with this information, along with a quote that he told the New York Times last year, That he was blessed with cognitive skills to just go out there and see it before it happens. So I'm not one of those guys that's going to sit there and kill myself watching film. I don't sit there for 24 hours and break down this team and that team and watch every game because in my head I see so much. So with that quote, on top of a Sports Illustrated cover talking about how athletes and video games are becoming one and the same, he's... He's playing video games on the front cover of Sports Illustrated. You marry it all together, and that's why I had the take that I had. Well, the pushback is beginning. Zach Ertz backing his quarterback's play, saying, I don't see he doesn't know our offense or the opposing team's defense. I don't see it. And I'm sure that's what you'll hear nonstop from his teammates. And his coach basically said, I don't feel the need to have to monitor any of my players outside of the building study time they're professionals they know how to get ready well we knew Kyler was going to talk and he stepped to the podium and this is what he had to say on all the talk about his independent study clause in his contract
2: to think that I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career um, and not be a student of the game and not um, not, not have that passion and not, not take this serious is, is almost it's disrespectful and it's, it's, almost, it's, it's almost a joke, you know? Um, it's, to me, it's, um, I'm flattered. You know, I'm, I'm honestly flattered that y'all think that at my size I can go out there and not prepare for the game and not, um, you know, not take it serious. It's, 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 it's disrespectful, I feel like to my peers, to all the, to all the, the great athletes and great players that are in this league, um, this game's too hard. Uh, to, to play the position that I play in this league, um, it's, it's, it's too hard, and, and I don't do this often, I don't talk about myself, but today I feel like I have to, and so I'm going to list the accolades. You know, to go 43-0 in high school in Texas, um, some are going to say, oh, it's high school, that's cool, but nobody else has done it. Um, go to college, win the Heisman, um, get drafted number one overall to the NFL, get drafted number nine overall to MLB. But again, no one's ever done it. Um, Offensive Rookie of the Year, two-time Pro Bowler. Um, and you know, I'm not, I'm not 672230 I don't go well, five yards. Um, I'm, I'm already behind the eight ball. Uh, and I can't, you know, I can't afford to take any shortcuts. No pun intended. But <laughs> you know, but those are those, those things you can't accomplish if you don't take the game serious, if you don't prepare the right way. And you know, it, it's, like I said, it's, it's, laughable.
1: Okay.
2: I mean, that, was, that was awesome. Was a great answer. <laughs>
1: He's right. I detect no lies. Yeah, he's, no, I, he's I, right. I, I understand that. Uh, I, I I totally get him saying that it's disrespectful because it is, but it's in there, and he signed it. Why? If everything was fine from management's point of view, then why did why did they write it? And again, my. My bro, who is the best lawyer I know, he's like, the, the language in there is blunt. It's, it's blunt, so there's no ambiguity about what the team is looking for, which is you're studying extra time. So the question is, is, why was it in there? And Kyler Murray was asked if he feels it was disrespectful for it to be in there and get out
2: to watch film and you know of course we don't watch film that's not um, that doesn't need to be questioned um, but it's again I, you know I, I refuse to, to let my work ethic my preparation be, um, be in question you know, I've put an incomprehensible amount of uh, time and, and blood sweat tears and work into what I do uh, whether, whether it's football or baseball you know people can't comprehend the amount of time that it takes to, to do two sports at a high level in college you know let alone do it you know be the first person to do it ever at my size. It's, like I said, this is um, it's funny, but I, you know, to those of you out there that believe that I'd be standing here today in front of y'all without having a work ethic and without preparing it, I'm, I'm honored that you think that, but um, it it doesn't exist. It's not, it's not possible, it's not possible. So um, that's all I have on that. If y'all want to talk about football or um, are you, are you anything adding, else. you might the team put that um, in the contract then? Like I said, you want to talk about football? Are you mad at that? Anybody got any more
1: questions? So he's done talking about it, and that's great. Now it comes time for him to play. I'm telling you, he's now officially one of the top five with most pressure on him, although he's made in the shade on his contract. Why was it in there? That's all I'm... You know, why is it in there? I, I, I honestly had zero... Thoughts about his work ethic after he signed that contract and then this contract clause comes out which means the management team had to feel compelled the owner or whomever had to feel compelled enough to task the lawyers to come up with this language as you all know I've been involved in many negotiations recently <laughs> and the back and forth is tiring it's tiring and it wears on you it's just like can we get this thing done you know i want to stay and i know you'd like me to stay so can we just come to something fair and just put on a piece of paper and let's just be done with it because it's a waste of your time and it's a waste of mine let's go so that had to sit there and it had to be in front of kyler murray and explain to him you signed this and he might have been just like i do this anyway no big deal until this stuff comes out. Why was it? That's all I want to know is why was it in there? Because when they signed this contract, what did I say? My first opinion was he deserves he it. He deserves it, yeah. Okay? Good, good on him. Right. Right. He deserves it. And what are the Arizona Cardinals going to do? Well, you're going to let him walk? You're going to let him walk? Right. And so they're not going to let him walk over this, but they definitely wouldn't, it seems... Sign it without this clause in there. Which is why I said what I said. And yeah, I do think he's that incredibly talented. He is that incredibly talented. That's why the Cardinals bounced their draft choice 10th overall from the year before. And bounced their coach. They want and done their coach so they can get a coach who could be paired with him. And set him up for success. But something happened. And then when that happened, I just went back to this quote from the New York Times and came together. And that's why I said what I said. So now I just want to know why it's in there. And even Joe Banner, just to revisit what he said in hour two, that sticks with me. He said, like, tying this to the bonus money means nothing. Because for that to actually really stick, you have to cut them. Like, that's the play to actually make this whole thing stick. And you're not going to cut him, ever. So why have anything in there? Like, what, do you, what, what is the purpose of it? What is the purpose? Like, how did it happen? And why? Of course we're going to sit there and think his work ethic is less than if the contract that you signed for your money is including this from the team. So now it's all been answered, asked and answered. He's done with it. Now he's on a football questions. I think he handled that expertly. If he had handled his moment at the Super Bowl before being drafted that well, I thought he clearly had a plan on what he's going to yeah, say here. And it was well-crafted and terrifically delivered. And so you could see he was bothered by it, but he said it with a smile on his face. So, Now comes the what next, and it's on his shoulders. Yeah, now just go win. Now just go win. That's That's now it is. Now just go win. That'll get all of us to stop talking about it. Well, I mean, we are done talking about it. I mean, we'll make some independent study gags
0: every now and then. Yeah. And, I just uh, mean like more questions about can he get it done? Well, uh, late season, you know, kind of faltering, getting injured, and you know, things like that.
1: But he is still going to have to turn on his team issue iPad. Like they're they're not taking the claws out just because it was an embarrassment for everybody. <laughs> like he's literally going to have to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what do you think happens? Let's say he gets to three and a half instead of four hours. What are you going to do? Yeah, nothing. Does he get fined? Nothing. Does he have to sit out the game? Like so? No. no. Like, they're really going to start messing with his guaranteed dollars because he hasn't hit those four hours? That's the whole point. It's not enforceable. And what are we doing? Like, why did it happen? How did it happen? And he signed it. I'm sure at some point, as I mentioned earlier, like, they, they hire lawyers to do it, and thus it's in front of the agent who then has to explain to Kyler what's in there, unless he's just like, tell me, what are the money? What's the money? What's the dollars? Is it good? We're good? And sign it. And he doesn't read the rest of it. Is it ready for signature?
0: And sign it. Did he not know it was in there? Is well, that then, possible? Well, then that's on his agent. Well, I, I don't know. It, but did he not know it was in there?
1: I mean, I guess that's because a as co- Joe that's Banner a said Joe Banner said everybody reads every contract. They all do. All general managers want to read it. Every agent wants to read it so they can study up on what's in there. Maybe they could use this. Maybe they could use that. They know that guy's getting that, so my client comes up. I know you're giving that to that guy, so my client comes up in a totally different, maybe same team, different team, but same division. Hey, what's fair is fair. That guy gets it. That's what I want. What do you think? Kyler Murray just magically got that much more? annually than Deshaun Watson? No. Just out of just like, you know, Eric Burkhart threw a dart at a board? No, he read Deshaun's contract. So when that's being put in a contract, you know it's going to get
0: out. Man, a 30 for 30 on this is going to be great. But are NFL contracts like an inch thick, you know, 20,000 words, or is it, you know... Or is it a sheet of paper, or is it like the iTunes thing where we just like scroll to the bottom and click accept? <laughs> well, that could have been the way this you know? happened. That could have been the way this happened. Hey, let me sign. How much? What's no, the I mean, A there? lot cool. of it is boilerplate, but
1: a lot of it is also specific to a team. right? Like this one. Man, if I was Kyler Murray, I'd be like, get that out of here. You want me here or not? Right. You want me to sign what? But he signed it, and now he's offended by it this is the business we've chosen indeed indeed let's take a break um everybody loves raymond is this man's show that he helped put together in front of this country and just as iconic a television show of all time and now you can see him in season five of his hit show on netflix somebody feed phil available right now on netflix all season five but coming up next available in studio is phil rosenthal Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit with Phil Rosenthal. Every, uh, Somebody Feed Phil is right. in it's season confusing. five right now. Somebody Feed Phil, available now on Netflix. <laughs> There's also a book version that's coming up and a podcast that I want to get to in a second. But how do you choose where you're going to go eat on, on your show phil like do people pitch you you
3: got to try this spot you know, they do you in that. fact tourism right. boards are calling us like come here film here because the Amazing. show's doing pretty well yeah. so they want us to feature them right i'm happy to do that but we do a little research which anyone can do yes. that's my message to the people is you can have what i'm having yeah we all have the phone you can yeah. google best restaurants in oaxaca right. and see what they got right and then you cross reference never just take one reference mm, yes. right when you're when you're going somewhere you got to cross reference yes so my show is one now source for you no to, question to check it out i know so what so what what uh
1: what spot has been the most exotic that you've been to and i was one of them and, but
3: you right. know it's not all, every day you get offered iguana right uh and, and then there's, uh, yes but bangkok was was <laughs> exotic for me marrakesh yes. was exotic right yeah and there's there's some things in the world that you know, a lot of people don't eat. It's not that kind of show. Mm-hmm. I'm not the the adventurous type. In fact, the way I sold the show was with one line. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm exactly like Anthony Bourdain if he was afraid of everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so they bought the show, and that's what you've been doing for five seasons now. Exactly. On show. And
3: I, my, the point is, if a schnook
1: like me can go outside, maybe you can too. So what is the most outside your your taste alley that you've ever been like. That's where, one of them that you the iguana, just saw. Right. Yeah,
3: that's one. But, uh, we did a show in Hong Kong on the old PBS, uh, series. Yes. There was a PBS series called I'll have what Phil's having right before this. And I ate something called the thousand year old egg. Mm-hmm. It's not really a thousand. It just tastes that way. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's an egg that they bury in the sand or the, the underground and they cover it in lime and ash. And it kind of, hard-boils on its own after a, a few weeks or oh months. Oh, my God. When you cut open this hard-boiled egg, yes. it, the, the white is a brownish-orange, and the yolk is a bluish-green. And this was on the table with a bunch of other stuff at a hot pot restaurant, which is fantastic. Yes. I didn't realize you are supposed to take a tiny sliver of this thing and drop it in as a, as a kind of funky seasoning. And there was a woman at the table who was Chinese who said, I'm not touching that. I said, I'll tell you what, you taste it, I'll taste it. Mm. And she was so tentative about it. I said, oh, come on. And I popped the entire half an egg oh in my, my mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, because I'm hilarious, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I turned every shade of that egg. And you hear on the soundtrack, you hear laughing. It's my brother, the producer behind the camera. Yeah. Laughing because I'm going to die now. <laughs> and that was, I think, the worst thing I've ever eaten i didn't try the iguana or the beetles but that was close i have had to eat a couple of bugs here and there oh, because God. it's part of the it, you know in tokyo i had an ant they told me you gotta try this ant because mm-hmm. it tastes like lemon i said oh in that case may i please have some lemon hmm <laughs> Because you have to eat the ant. Exactly. If it's lemon we're after, how about some lemon instead of bugs that I have to eat? And they said, You got to try. And, and the woman I was with said, You know, it, it's really good and you should taste it. And I pick up this ant. Yes. That looks like a black carpenter ant that you would chew away at your picnic. Yes. And I put it in my mouth. This is not, I'm a Jewish guy from Queens. I'm not eating bugs. <laughs> I'm a Jewish guy from Staten Island.
1: And I'm with you, man. Yes. I am way with you. I'm a guy who, when when I was in, uh, you know, my dad was a French teacher. May, may we rest his soul. Yes. And he 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 would go on trips with his high school class around the world in French-speaking countries. Yes. And we went to Paris. I went to Paris as a kid. And I, all I had was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Aww. I didn't taste a damn thing there. And now... Uh, I pretty better? much oh, a hamburger now. You know
3: what I mean? No. Like I, I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not. Don't, I'm not. I don't really go outside my. Will you come with me somewhere? Can I turn uh, you on to some uh, things? I, I not bugs. I promise. Okay, so I'm so, with you in that. Somewhere <laughs> between
1: peanut butter and jelly and a moving beetle, we can find that sweet spot. Is what you think? Saying. So you eat a steak? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Of course. Oh yeah, I'm not, I guess you I shouldn't. Pay myself that bad? Yes, absolutely. I mean, my wife and I, I just went to food? Italy. It was amazing. Yes, yes. It's amazing. Yes, it I, is I my favorite. Okay, Italian food, right? Like, if you had to choose. It. I
3: love it. That's but the winner. They, listen, they eat some things, too. Like, there's tripe carts in Florence. Yes. Where they pull out the sheet, the, the stomach lining of a cow, and it comes out of the cart like, like this, and you go, <laughs> oh, no, and it smells like, you know, bad cheese. Uh-huh. No, thank you. The tripe cart. You it's got it. It's not like the good humor truck that and came they around the slice neighborhood. slice it up and put it on a roll. Oh, my gosh. And... Uh, That's their hot dog. You know, that's delicious to them. Anyway, I bite this ant. Yes. And damn, if it doesn't taste like somebody put a drop of lemon on my tongue. So it was. So I'm like, okay, now the questions. What Do you base these in lemon? No. This ant. Not every ant. Yes. This particular (laughs) ant. Yes. In this particular part of the forest in this part of Japan. Yes. That tastes like lemon. Who the hell discovered that? I don't know. (laughs) Somebody very hungry. (laughs) desperately hungry famous saying a, it was a brave man that once tried an oyster <laughs> right <laughs> i've never heard that phrase yeah you're before. gonna eat that when you look at it not <laughs> no, really no but way. now
1: i love do you eat them no i don't i've, I've got texture issues with an oyster i understand that's, that. that's my problem i got texture issues with food i didn't try mayonnaise until i was 21 okay but uh, I,
3: I get it <laughs> it's true i get it no, I get it. Put what are you laughing at? It's <laughs> the truth. What, the way I said it? Is that what you're laughing it at? It's just a weird
0: way of putting it. It's the truth.
3: Yeah,
1: I, I get I, it. I had, pro- I had problems with it. I texture. Now I, now I have no problem with it. But Now you, know, you have no problem with it. Zero problem. It. See,
3: but see, it. now you're grown-up. That's what <laughs> I'm trying up. to say. <laughs> that, that, we, that we grow up and, and our, our tastes literally change. So yes. I tell people, yes. even if you hated this thing earlier in your life, try yeah. it now. You're going to see a difference. Like I couldn't eat beets when I was little. Now no. I can eat them. No, now I can't. like them even. Look at, now look at you, Phil. What's Rosenthal. What's your favorite? Wait. Yes. Before we go. No, no. I'm not, we're not I'm going. going. I'm oh, not, I'm, right, right. We're not
1: going anywhere. I was. I was resetting for the radio audience. Do it, Phil Rosenthal. Here on the Rich Eisen show, uh, one of the brilliant folks behind Everybody Loves Raymond, which I definitely want to talk to you about, sure. as well as uh, currently somebody feed Phil uh, on Netflix right here on the Rich Eisen show. You have the floor again,
3: sir. Now that I've I have a question for you. Okay. Sir. What's my question? What's my
1: answer for you? Best
3: stadium food. What's your favorite stadium Mm. to eat in? Because you go to a lot of games. Um... What's the best stadium
1: food? And then I'll Does tell you exist? the worst stadium food I've ever had. I don't know if had. it exists. You know, like all these newfangled stadiums
3: have... Like SoFi, I thought it was very delicious. I don't stuff. know about that one, man. Wow. I don't know about that Have you that been one. in the fancy part? Wait, I have
1: been in the fancy part. And, um, I, I don't thought know. it was like
3: a great Vegas buffet.
1: Let's just say I, I prefer the football teams more than the more than the food there. Yeah. Um, What's yours then? Uh, I so I, I don't have one. I really don't have one. This unusual. There's for nothing me. that stands out.
3: You don't so go the to the dessert
1: this... card at Stay. Uh, well, sta- uh, what's formerly known as Staples now Crypto.com. The dessert card's there. Oh, when they wheel that oh, into your thing, into your That's, suite. I, I haven't had a candy apple since I was eight, but they <laughs> even those look great. You know what I mean? The dessert so, card
0: yes. at Staples is second to none.
1: That's a good one. It's, it's good, second right? to none. Okay. Yes it. We seems like
0: a party when that does Yes.
1: correct. Yes. Right. Ice
3: cream, sundae, whatever you, you really want. We went want. dessert, not
1: entree, but what's the worst? Right. What, what, the what single
3: worst stadium food, yes. and don't write to me, write to Rich, Yes. is the Dodger dog. By the way, that is... It's a Shonda in my people's language. I was about to say, it's, a, it's, it's, her, it's heresy to say this in this town. I know. But I'm with you. Uh, it, I'm absolutely with you. We, you I and, and I, I can make maybe change things. I mean, the Brooklyn version is at least an all beef dog, and that's grilled, and that's better. Well, you're talking about Nathan's, right? From back in the day. Is that what it is? I mean, I don't think that's what they use. No, not here. Right. No, go ahead. But Nathan's is, you know. Yeah, it's top notch. The best. Grace Papaya. I mean, we know things. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But the Dodger dog, how did that happen? How did that limp, skinless. Wet noodle of baloney. I think I've got
1: the answer. How did that become the (laughs) thing? I don't have to look it up. I think one time, yeah, back in the '60s, okay, yeah, when the Dodgers were beginning to really win here after they came here from Brooklyn, they were really established. Yeah, I think Walter Alston accidentally sat on it for twenty minutes, (laughs) and somebody was very hungry. He got up from the chair and they just ate it, and and ever since then it's been a delicacy. That's the way. Like they're flat. You know what I mean? Like the, the bread is stuck to the... to the And they to the, taste bad, by the way. They, uh, and you know they're limp.
3: Li- a hot dog has to have... What's the most important thing when you bite into a hot a dog? A snap. Yes. I gotta get a
1: snap. I gotta get a snap.
3: The dodger dog is
1: like a limp, it's, 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 it's unfulfilled a it, promise. You, you're shaking your head, Jason. See, I love those. Oh.
3: Yes, I know why. Why, is why? That? <laughs> Because when you were a kid and your daddy took you to the game, it triggers that core memory like a Pixar movie. Okay, is that I, right? All right, that's fair. But it's a—it's the world's saddest <laughs> Pixar movie, is that friggin' hot dog. People, <laughs> it's we the can first can do better. Of, of all the problems in the world, can nice. we get, solve
1: this one? I don't know, because everybody here in this town swears by it. Like what you were I saying swear right at them. now. I know. That is, that is a heretical thing to say here all in Los great, Angeles, California. I'll take right. it, right. because prove me wrong. You know, I find it interesting, Phil Rosenthal, that you're such a foodie and you love food and you love uh, eating and you obviously have uh, just a, a delight to talk to and be Thank around. Why, why, why did Larry David not want to have lunch
3: with you and curb your enthusiasm? I don't because understand what that's about. the opposite personality. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm annoying. To someone like him. So. Up, excited, let's go. Yeah. Leave me alone. What do you <laughs> bother me? Right? That makes sense. Like, I can't, I'd be his friend in one minute. Why? Because he's hysterical and I want to, you know, laugh. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't have friends like that. What? Like, you want to go have lunch? He would say, what's the point? I was at a party with him once. By the way, everything out of his mouth yes. is an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. No question about it. I met it. him. Have you met him? I have. Has he been he, here? He has been sitting in that chair multiple times. Okay. So he doesn't like being here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he says he does, though, <laughs> Phil. He says no, he doesn't.
3: <laughs> Trust me. He's not a people person. He can be pleasant. He can turn it on for you. Okay. But yeah. trust me, when he got on, he goes, oh, I had to do that thing. <laughs> I meet him at a party. Yes. This is like 15, 20 years oh ago. I meet him at a party. <laughs> yes. First words out of his mouth. I say, hello. It's so nice to meet you. He goes, not hello. You think it's all right to throw gum in the fireplace? <laughs> that's what he says I'm to I'm like, you. that's an episode right there. Put that right. Did he throw the gum in the fireplace? No, of course he did. <laughs> And then he worried
1: about it. <laughs> that is an episode of Kerb. Absolutely. So how did you come did he bounce that idea off you? Like you you come on the show and we you we we try to have you try to have lunch with me and then I show up wearing Absolutely. A, wearing a MAGA hat to get That's out. That's right.
3: Of it? I thought the MAGA hat, I thought that would be dated. You right. know, maybe you don't do that bit because right. who knows? Three was, months from now, oh the show's gosh. not gonna be on for almost a year. That'll be dated. Right. Yeah, sadly. Wasn't <laughs>
0: <laughs> no,
1: work. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How did you meet Ray Romano? When did you ever cross paths with him?
3: Uh, they, oh. We were set up kind of on a blind date. I had seen the Letterman show that he had done. He'd been trying to get into, uh, on the Letterman show for like 12 years as a comedian. Right. And from his one six-minute appearance on that show, mm-hmm. Letterman said there should be a sitcom for this guy. Letterman had a production company at set up at CBS to, pants, to, right? to do stuff. Uh-huh. And so they set about looking for... People to create a show for this Ray Romano fellow. Right. So when I got the video cassette in 1996 cassette. of of his appearance, I said, yes. "Oh, I saw that mm-hmm. when it was on." Sure, I'll take that meeting, and we met for lunch, and we kind of hit it off. For every story he had about his crazy Italian family, yes. I had one about my Fakak, the Jewish family. Right, and we just, you know, that was it. So it was a lunch. A lunch where you met and then you mapped at Art's out deli. and,
1: and Art's deli, Art's where, at mart's deli where every uh every, every sandwich is a work the, of art it's a work of art i've heard thing. about yes. that yes and so <laughs> so you you mapped out um what everybody loves raymond would
3: look like is that what it, it we had no idea what the show would be but if you and i met for the first time yes and we were going to work on a project i'd just say tell me about yourself just getting to know you if we had lunch right where are you from what's your family like and he starts telling me i got uh, twin boys and an older daughter. And I got my parents lived close by and they was bothering me. And I got my older brothers always jealous of me. He saw my award for comedy. Said, never ends for Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. And I said, well, it doesn't seem like there's anything there we can use. <laughs> Except all of that Except and the title. That. And what I didn't know about the characters, their personalities, <laughs> yes. I filled in my, with my family. Is that So who, who from your family did you bring to the equation? Pretty much the parents. A little uh-huh. bit of me mm-hmm. in him because I don't even know him very well. A little bit of my wife. Yeah, uh-huh. stuff. All the stories, 90% of every single thing you saw on that show over nine years yes, happened to me or to Ray or to one of the other writers. If you were for me, yes, your job was to go home, get in a fight with your wife, come back in and tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> That's a show. That's the show. That's a show. It's kind of the way, you know, I have to say, the Way Larry goes through life and says, yeah. You think it's all right to throw gum in the fireplace and then sees if he can get a show out of that? Right, that's right? a whole so idea. So, his observations, whereas mine is character personality relationships more. How did you cast it? How did, how, oh did, my god, so many stories. I, I wrote bet. a book about it, it's yes. called uh, Not I'm Not Here to Sell Books, Please. except for the, yes. somebody feed Phil, the See, book, which is somebody, coming, right? You can pre order that now, but I wrote a book. Right after Raymond was over, called "You're Lucky, You're Funny." How mm-hmm. life becomes mm-hmm. a sitcom. Yes. So it's about how you can take what's crappy in your life and maybe turn it into something good, like right. a
1: sitcom that runs nine years. Yeah, like a and and is generationally brilliant. So, uh, what's your favorite story of casting it? Then, obviously, you've got Brad Garrett, you have Peter Boyle, you have the whole so, rest so, of the crew. So, I so. think,
3: I think the best was we looked for the mom. Mm-hmm. It was. Very specific. I was writing my mom, and there was a key scene in the pilot mm-hmm. about how I gave my parents the fruit of the month club for for a <laughs> holiday gift. Yes, And I got this phone call. Philip, what did you do? Uh, there's, there's over a dozen pears here. How am I going to eat all these pears? And I said, well, give some to Daddy. Yeah, how much fruit can your father eat? Please do me a favor. Don't, us, don't ever send us any more food again. I said, well, there's another box is coming next month. She said, what, more pears? And I said, no, a different box every month. Got, every month? Oh, my God, Max, he got us in some kind of cult. <laughs> I can't talk anymore. There's too much fruit in the house. She was hysterical. So I thought... Let's put it in the pilot. This will be a good demonstration of how crazy Ray's parents are. Right? Yes. And we had the women audition with that scene. Mm -hmm. And in comes Doris Roberts, Mm -hmm. who was just, there was no one who got it like that. Mm -hmm. Because right away, I recognized my mother. Mm -hmm. That's it. Boom. When you write very specifically... Yes. When you talk specifically, you sure you found this in your years of doing this. Yes. The more specific you get about details, the more universal it becomes. That's how people's minds work. We all have specifics. So even if yours isn't mine, mm-hmm. if you were to start talking about a play in sports that you love, I don't know anything about sports. I'm not good at this like you, mm-hmm. but I'd relate to it because I get the obsession. I'm obsessed about something else. Yes, you are. So we understand the feeling of it. That's fascinating. It becomes relatable. I've never heard that before. Yeah.
1: And so Doris Roberts says that that's my mom and she's Had specific Boom.
3: Yes. That's amazing. And she was, you know, she won three Emmys for the role. Yeah. Spectacular. Spectacular is right. She was amazing. Phil Rosenthal
1: here on the Rich Eisen Show. Somebody feed Phil the book. So that's where all your books uh, can be acquired on October 18th. It's coming out. And this, yes. is, a, this is a recipe book based on what you've eaten.
3: Not just the film, recipe. Or? It's behind the scenes stuff, stories okay. and things like that. Photos behind the scenes. And then 60 of the most requested recipes from the fans of the first four seasons of this show.
1: OK. And then there's a podcast, uh, Naked Lunch, coming. Naked Lunch. What's yeah. that? Yeah, what but, is what is that? That's
3: currently airing right now. It's right, It's out there right now. We in, had Elaine May. We had... Pat Oswald is out today. We have he's a lot like, of great uh, people. Him. By the way, I just heard your uh, interview yes. with Andy Richter from yesterday. From yesterday, yeah. and I'm gonna—he's gonna do ours too. And I think I have to thank you for uh, airing his Fabio story because I think I need that. <laughs>
1: So, the, I think that means mashed potatoes and peas. Yes, yes.
3: Don't give away the rest. The rest of it but is it's, no, yeah, funny. should yeah, yeah, listen yeah. to your podcast that's on him and then mine for a repeat of that story, which I will insist on. Fantastic. You should do that. Somebody feed the people. What is, What is that, Phil? Oh, that's a, that's a charity mm-hmm. that uh, I started when I found that uh, people were having to wait on long lines to vote. So, I arranged with other organizations like... Uh, Pizza to the polls Mm -hmm. and World Central Kitchen to feed the people who have to stand online to vote. And then after the elections, I thought, listen, people are hungry everywhere, not just when they vote. So we keep it going. Which is beautiful.
1: That's great. And More information can be found at philrosenthalworld.com. This has been a a, a delight, sir. I appreciate you you coming to El Segundo and moving your your lunch club to something centrally located so you could appear on this program. Uh, It's exciting
3: for me. To, to have that lunch that's coming up okay, and it's exciting for me to meet you we can go eat whenever do, you want
1: do you share uh, Ray Romano's fascination with the New York Jets or that is, that is I do not
3: but <laughs> <laughs> well, we did share the fascination with the New York Mets of 1969 ah! and we did an episode and reunited them almost everyone but Tom Seaver I missed that one I swear you can it. check it out on actually on Peacock so r-
1: really yeah. all of them showed up minus Seaver you did that exactly
3: thing? I mean, Ron Swoboda, Crane Pool, Tommy Agee, Cleon Jones. We had, I mean, it was phenomenal. That had to be incredible for you. Tug McGraw.
1: Tug McGraw. Come on. I remember oh my gosh. Yes, it was we almost cried.
3: You had to. Of it was and, and they were so they were so much fun to uh, they were having fun. Mm-hmm. Right? Art Shamsky. The great Art Shamsky. He, Ed Cranepool was he yeah, here
1: too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you and uh, Ray <clears throat> share the Mets, but him at the Jets is all by himself. On well
3: that crazy. That, that seems crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you're definitely not crazy. I love it. Everybody check out Somebody Feed Phil, available uh, on Netflix. All five seasons available right there. Somebody Feed Phil, the book, is available wherever you get your books starting on October 18th. Check out the latest episode of Naked Lunch, which is currently airing a weekly talk show. podcast where all podcasts are required. And check out more on Somebody Feed the People at philrosenthalworld.com. Did I cover all the bases?
3: It's enough with me
1: already. Very good. Thank you for coming on here. Thank you, really. Phil Rosenthal here on The Rich Eyes and Show. We are back with more on the world of sports in a moment. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844 rich is the number to dial. All right, what else is
0: going on out there, Christopher? Anything going on out there? I will say something really weird on Jeff Passan's Twitter okay. right now, about 30 minutes ago. So he, he he wasn't hacked again, was he? I'm not sure, because he posted a tweet that said that he's very happy for Mike Tollin, who produced The Captain in Last Dance. Mike Tolland. The, for the great Mike Tolan. Yeah, here he, so he's town. taking over operations of the Northern Colorado Owls, which is a Pioneer League team. Okay. Right? And then he has a second tweet under under that that just says, announce Soto. So I don't it. even know what that means. Is, is he saying, like, Mike Tolan to pronu- to announce the Soto? To like, no, 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 no. Like, what is going on there? Did, did he, I don't know. Did he meant to text that to someone I and he accidentally know. tweeted it? I don't know. Like, it's kind of. It
1: can't be the most important sports story that's going on. I mean, out it's there. got
0: eight thousand likes. Of
1: course, it is because everything that passing does. Love is, the ambiguity. They, well, they also love passing. You know, passing.
0: Everybody's trying to figure out what's going on with Soto, and it says announce Soto. That's it. That's all it says. The tweet is announce Soto, but it's underneath, like it's a oh. like it's a secondary tweet no. to his original. No, you know that what that about sounds Mike like? Tallin. Maybe like an accidental total draft or something total. that you all right sent out and didn't. Make I don't you. know. All right, uh, Deshaun Watson
1: there you is doing
0: quarterback drills right now. It's just crazy. Uh, Mary Kay with a video. It's just crazy. I guess you got to
1: keep, I mean, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm to keep on keeping on thinking that he's going to play. I mean, if he gets zero, he's out there week one. Deshaun Watson versus Baker would be off the charts in a week one situation, but I don't think he's playing this year before Thanksgiving. How does that sound? That's twelve games. That's twelve game suspension. That's three quarters of the season. That's tough for a man who hasn't been arrested or charged with a crime, though, right? Um, he has not been charged with a crime. He has just been sued. He has been sued. He's been sued civilly for twenty uh, m- many, many, many 24. different cases, including mm-hmm. people who do accuse him of doing criminal things. So. And behavior that is uh, beyond bizarre, but you don't get suspended for bi- bizarre behavior, but you do get suspended for predatory behavior, which is what it appears he was uh, undertaking on occasion. But yeah. I guess, but what I'm saying though is for you, look, just the football aspect of this thing, you got to prepare Jacoby Brissett, right? You got to give him as many reps as you possibly can, right? Don't you? I would think he'd be getting all the reps, but... I mean, because the Browns otherwise... <laughs> we don't right. really talk about the Browns otherwise. I mean, Amari Cooper's sitting there. What, Nick Chubb. Miles, Miles yeah. Garrett is your Defensive Player of the Year candidate from from the Cleveland Browns. And they have Clowney, too, still? Uh, I believe they've got Grant Delpit, who's getting ready to roll, too. You know? That's another guy if I'm not mistaken who could have been on my list of most uh
0: impactful players returning due to injury. So. All right, we've well, got Baker Mayfield and DJ Moore for a touchdown. There you go. We got Tom Brady hit Julio Jones for a touchdown in practice. We got video of that surfacing on the uh You know what we should do? We should have a fantasy draft for training camp.
1: <laughs> okay? And a fantasy a, a fantasy draft for training camp. Talk more to me. And I don't know who's going to be in charge of aggregating all of the live tweeting of practice.
0: Oh, DJ Moore dunked it over the uh, the goalpost. That's too. a flag.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, um, do you know what I mean? Like, if you had if you had Tom Brady in your training camp fantasy league, you're killing it. And you got to take people you know are going to get the most snaps.
0: Baker and seven on seven red zone three for four with three touchdowns oh, to DJ Moore. That's it. There you go.
1: It's over. I'm calling it over.
0: <laughs> <They're> over already? <laughs> I can't get enough of these. That's.
1: I'm calling it over. Here's here's something, man. Um. So the live tour isn't. We're we're all looking to see if Barkley emerges from uh, from Trump's golf course. So it's in bed, Mr. New Jersey. He, he, if course, he doesn't yep. get if
0: he doesn't get an offer by the end of the day, he's out. That's what he said. Oh, here we go. Uh, forty nine minutes ago, we got something. Uh, they haven't offered me a contract. They asked if I was interested. I said yes. So nothing's changed My, so between now and his, con- his conversation with Dan at the top of the week? doesn't seem like and My sponsors are concerned. He's obviously with Subway, Capital One, and Dick's Sporting Goods. So, wow. Yes, nothing's changed.
1: Like I said, I mean, <clears throat> to, walk, to drive past 9-11 families protesting... Uh, and he says he's got sympathy for them. It's probably the worst day in the history of our country. It's the truth. <laughs> Trump said nobody's gotten to the bottom of nine eleven, unfortunately, and they should have. Did he not read that commission? The book's like that thick, well, by the way. He definitely didn't read it. What do oh, you say? Good <laughs> Lord. The live tour getting uh, Bubba Watson as well, right? That's the, that's the latest that's rumor. Not, now. not confirmed. But not yeah, confirmed. That's, that's the latest rumor, yeah. Uh, I mean... Let's talk about our guy. What did Mark Hubbard do today? Oh, my gosh. How about our guy? How about
0: our guy? Is he, is he going around with the not-rich-eisen bag? Uh, I, I saw somebody else on there earlier. I think he's kind of doing oh, every, he's, every day. He's kind of changing, oh, he's changing? changing the whiteboard that's, okay. uh, that's on his bag. But uh, Rocket Mortgage going on in Detroit right now. And our man Mark Hubbard, you've never had a hole-in-one, right, Rich? I've never seen one. <laughs> never, you haven't done it, and you haven't seen it. I have not stood on a tee.
1: And watched a member of my group hit a hole-in-one. I have not seen that. And the only thing, I've, the only hole-in-one I've ever seen, or heard, that was right, it was at a Jimmy V golf tournament in Raleigh. I was on a tee box on a par four and another group was on a tee box just across from the cart path. Okay. Uh, on a par three and they were going nuts because Bob Huggins had just aced. <laughs> <laughs> that is my. That's as close okay. to seeing an ace as I've ever. Amazing. And as you know, I've been playing golf for a long time.
0: So Mark Hubbard currently four under, t seventeen right now after his first round of Rocket Mortgage. Thanks in part to this shot. Oh, we're gonna see it. In
3: golf Central. Uh, he's I, I, not liking that one. Anytime I'm <sighs> in the club let so early. Oh my god.
0: Oh. oh. Get in the hole one Not time. Like this. Not
1: like this. Oh four.
0: Hey, first one. Let's go.
1: Now, I, I, I say this with all due respect to <laughs> our incredible. friend Mark Hubbard. Does the ace count when you are your body language is indicating <laughs> so that you're so upset?
0: You hate the shot.
1: How Michael's, you know that there there's something called a sandy when you get up and down from a from a bunker. Yep um he told me that he, he says that there's al once told me there's a sandy up and down from a bunker a barky when you get up and down after hitting a tree <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and then there's a moany when you moan hitting a shot
0: and then it goes and in. it goes in <laughs> or you get up and down after moaning hitting a shot. that's the that's a moany ace that's a moany ace right there yeah he hit it and was like no please no oh no and then yes it was like, and then he was like, kind of embarrassed that he was moaning about right. it. I mean, he dropped his club immediately. Like It's never a good sign. Mark Hubbard, still since counts. appearing on our show, is on a tear.
1: How about this? Since we started talking about him on this show. That's the bump. Yes. Yeah, You go ace. You go acing. Then you, you, you get rid of your golf bag with the duct tape on it. And so, <laughs> R-E-S there it is. Not Rich Eisen. It was on his bag. Keep it going, Mark Hubbard. Keep it going. Keep it Keep it going. All right, our Friday show. We'll tell you about it when we come back on Peacock. For everyone else, we will see you then on the radio.